The 2020 season is fast approaching as we sit just two months out from opening day of the 16th season of West Virginia Power Baseball at Appalachian Power Park. Many things have shrouded the 2020 campaign during the offseason, but with the dust settling and players packing their bags for warmer pastures in Peoria, that familiar feeling is in the air. That first wave of nostalgia starts to hit, and you realize baseball season is officially underway. While opening day for the power is still on the horizon, things are starting to take shape for this season. The schedule is out, the promotional calendar is right around the bend, and fans are getting that baseball buzz back in their minds and hearts. While we will not know the players that will make their way to Charleston for the start of this 140-game gauntlet until the end of March, our coaching staff for the year has been divulged with a familiar face at the helm. Eric Ferris, a former player in 2008 and last year's hitting coach, will make his managerial debut in 2020 with West Virginia, a role he says that he has been preparing for even before his playing career concluded, but especially since he joined the Mariner system. Ferris will be joined by a full slate of newcomers to the capital city, including pitching coach Nathan Bannister, who is fresh off his time as a ball player wrapping up, and a quick shift to the Dominican Republic to work with the Mariners up-and-comers on the hill that are brimming with talent. Also joining him from the DR is Rob Benjamin, the Power's new hitting coach who brings with him a plethora of experience at all levels of baseball. Rounding out the staff, two new hires to the Mariners' ranks, Dan LeBerry, our athletic trainer, and Joe Murray, our performance specialist. A lot is still yet to be discovered about how this group of five will meld a team of 25 youngsters throughout the course of the season, but one thing is for sure. Eric Ferris is confident in himself, his staff, and the Mariners' process for building successful and sustainable talent. Recently, Eric Ferris took some time to talk with the local media via a conference call, answering questions about how he became the manager, his thoughts on the season and his staff, and a whole lot more. So, without further ado, let's kick off Season 2 of the Expanding the Grid podcast by taking a listen to what the 2020 Power Manager has to say with a new season just around the corner. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, well, you know, you know, as we haven't started yet, I'm just excited for the opportunity and uh, ready to take on this challenge. And happy to be going back somewhere that I have some familiar with and that I spent a fair amount of time over my career and in baseball. And uh, looking forward to, you know, bringing an exciting and and fun team to to town and uh, you know, providing some entertainment and. Uh, you know, reaching out to the community and doing what, uh, you know, Mariners affiliates are known to do. And I'm um, uh, looking forward to it and excited to work with uh, everybody who be involved in this call. And, you know, you know how it goes. It, it's, a, it's a long season, but we'll all be in it together. And um, overall, I'm just looking forward to everything we got coming. Hey, Eric, this is Derek Red from the Charleston Gazette Mail. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Derek. That's that's good. Hey, uh, you're talking about your familiarity with with the Charleston and and the team. How crucial is that? Not just that this is a place where you play, but I mean, a lot of these managers come in kind of almost blind. You know, when they come in, this is this is their first time in Charleston. Period. You, you have experience coaching in this town. How big do you think that's going to be? You know, having that coaching experience just last year into hitting the ground running as the manager. No, it's um, it's definitely an advantage uh, for myself, and I'd even say for the players and the staff that uh, will be coming along. Just um, you know, not just the familiarity with the town and the people, and you know, the stadium and and how um, the the front office staff fit, 
at the park like to, you know, work with, with, the, with the team. But also just the fact that I'm very familiar with the, the scheduling, the travel in this league, and, um, you know, everything from what hotels we typically will stay in and um, how long the bus rides are going to be, which affects, you know, scheduling and, you know, the, the way our players feel. And all of those things come into play when uh, in managing a team. And I think being familiar with a lot of those aspects of the season is uh, definitely an advantage and gives me a little bit more comfort uh, stepping in. And uh, in terms of, like, management style, like, who do you look toward as kind of like inspiration and, and, and kind of examples of, of how you want to lead a, a team? Well, over uh, my playing career and coaching career, I've been fortunate to, you know, watch and, and take things from a lot of managers that, uh, you know, I have experience to work with or play with or play under. So um, I, I, w- I won't say any particular names because over the course of this off season, as I've been preparing for this, for this opportunity, I've, I've tried my hardest to relive some of the moments and some of the things I've learned and pulled a little bit from everybody that I've, that I've been able to um, learn from and use it all to my advantage. So I wouldn't say anybody in particular, but uh, more so a, a whole plethora of ideas and philosophies and styles that, I, that I've seen work uh, in my past. Hey, uh, Eric, this is Joe Stevens with Metro News. Uh, hey, I just was wondering, now, you won't, know your, you won't know your squad until probably the day you break from camp and that sort of thing. How much of a challenge is that, uh, or is it just that you got young ball players and here we go? No, yeah, um, I think it's, it's definitely helpful when you could, you know, see as many of the players that will break camp with you in spring training, but that's not always the case, you know, um, you know, the way spring training works, it's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and everybody's trying to get adjusted and trying to put people in the right places and, you know, come, uh, hope, we, we all hope as coaches that as spring training winds down, we get a clear view and a, a clear idea of what we're going to be breaking camp with. But, you know, things happen and our job is to be able to adjust and still be able to compete at a high level and uh, put our players in the best position possible. To follow up with that, Eric, uh, you were talking about, you know, preparing for this opportunity. How much have you been in discussion with the Mariners organization on what they are looking for from you and the team and, and, and the development side of things? Yeah, we're all uh, very tight-knit and within our organization. So um, it's, it's constant contact with coaches and um, with other coaches and, you know, uh, staff members and coordinators. So, um, we, we, we all stay in the loop and, you know, we are all set to meet and be all together here in a few weeks. And once that happens, you know, we'll really be able to get a lot more into detail, but uh, so far, you know, it's, we, we, we do things a certain way with, with the Mariners and, and I'll be held to that, to that same standard. And, uh, my job is overall to make sure these players get better. And when they leave my hands, they're, they're a better player than when they got there. Hey, Eric, it's Derek again. Is there anything from your playing days that you really kind of want to kind of impress upon these guys, especially as young as they are and just starting out in their careers, kind of like a, even if it's, you know, hey, this is something that I've always thought was important or this is something you shouldn't do. You know, is there anything from back from when you played that, that you won't kind of want to really 
hit home with? Yeah, no, um, I mean, it might sound a little cliche, but energy and, and the, the way you're able to perform as a professional. I mean, I think uh, a lot of this job is to teach guys how to be pros at this, early, at this early level so that when they get to the higher levels and they're with uh, other players, they, they understand how the game not only should be played, but, um, you know, how, how to respond and, and, and how to be a pro during the course of, you know, six-month-long season where, you know, there's only a handful of days off where you get time for yourself. So um, it's, it's just impressing upon these guys that, uh, you know, we're trying to get you better as a baseball player, but we're we're also preparing you uh, to be an overall better pro and ambassador for for the game as a whole. Because we're all under the same umbrella, and we gotta um, you know prepare these guys to make it an easier transition when they're at a higher level and the stakes are a little more high. Hey, Eric, it's Joe again. Um, you alluded to the travel, the bus travel, and that sort of thing. And I don't know how much you can comment on this, but that's the story that's out there about the reduction of minor league teams, the number of minor league teams, and that's one of the areas that um, I actually spoke to the red zoner the other day about it, uh, Bob Castellini, about, uh, you know, the time travel of minor league clubs and everything. Your thoughts, if you can even comment on the fact that, uh, that, that someday soon there's going to be less minor league clubs? Yeah, uh, I guess that, that's something that, you know, I'm not personally involved with or can really shed too much light on. I do know that, you know, as as a Mariner, and I know that we are very happy with our affiliates and and the way our our minor leaguers are, are set up, and, and that's what we want to continue. We, we're all about getting our players in the best possible position to develop and to improve overall so that they could hopefully fill those dreams of being in the big leagues. And outside of that, you know, I don't have much to provide. Just uh, it's it's something that I know is, is out there and is a fresh story. But, you know, those are things that, that happened, you know, outside of, you know, where, where I work and the lanes that I stay in. Hey, Eric, Dominic Lorenz here with the West Virginia Power. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Good. Hey, my question for you is, Last year you were with the West Virginia Power in, as the hitting coach. Was there any experiences from the team last year that you'll carry over to this season with now a managerial mindset with the organization? Yeah, no, I, I think um, one of the main things is the success that, you know, some of our, our, our younger players had. We had a, a fairly young team and we had um, went through some adversity of, you know, having to fill spots and, due to injuries or call-ups or, or whatever may be the case. But I think the experience that we had last year and the way guys were able to compete and the way um, we saw some very young players be very successful gives me confidence and, uh, you know, reminds me that, you know, these, these, these guys are doing something right and we are still able to, you know, put together a, a good season and a lot of guys got much, much better and, you're going to see a lot of them down the road. So uh, I'm just excited of, about the way our organization and as us as a team last year in West Virginia were able to, um, you know, battle through those things that, you know, is, might be behind the scenes, but um, we were able to, to come out the other side, and I think we put a pretty good product on the field last year. And I could go into this year knowing that we could replicate that for sure. 
Eric, Joe, again, can you comment, please, on uh, your staff, uh, uh, who you got uh, working with you, coaching the kids? Yeah, really excited about the staff. Um, you know, we've, we've been in contact this off season. Like I said, we're all getting together awfully soon to really get this thing rolling. But, um, you know, our hitting coach, uh, Rob, who uh, we hired him last year, and he really knows what he's got got guys thinking and knows what he wants to bring to the offensive club. So I'm really confident of what he could bring. And, you know, as my job as a hitting coach, I could also, you know, be able to lend any experience tips and all those things. And uh, I feel like that'll be part of my job to keep everybody, um, you know, feeling like they're on the right track and improving these kids. And Nate Bannister, our pitching coach, also a very good pitcher in his time when he was a player. And um, once again, he's another guy that I'm really confident about and excited to work with. So, uh, we have a real good philosophy in the organization, and all the coaches we, we put out there really on the same page and communication is great. So I'm, 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 really, I'm really excited about it overall. Anna Tarullo here with WOWK. A lot of your staff is new to Charleston. What's the first thing you told them about the power? First thing is, you know, we're really going to have the opportunity to to get to know the people. Um, I've I've mentioned to them that there was host families that I came about when I was a player that are still involved with the team today, and that kind of familiarity and uh, that kind of relationship that we're able to have with the fans and uh, everybody that works with the staff is, is going to be amazing. And that's one of one of the things that, you know, when you spend so much time at a place, you really appreciate. And um, that's for sure one thing that we, we felt was great last year and we're looking forward to continue. But that's, that's something for you and the great, the, the great people and, uh, you know, the staff that we have at the park. I got one more. It's Anna again. You're the mm-hmm. second former player to return to Charleston as team manager. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means I'm getting old, I guess. But uh, no, it's 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 awesome. I mean, like I said, it's it's one of the things that made me feel really comfortable and secure about this new position and opportunities. That I do know the town. I'm very familiar with the people, the places, the weather. So I, it's it's an honor to, to be able to be part of a place for that long. I can say that you know, I've never uh, had a bad experience and experience in Charleston. And like I said, it's, 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 it's comforting to know that I'm in a place that, you know, I'm so familiar with and, you know, I have already had the opportunity to, to live in for several months in my career. Eric, before we before we let you go, I don't know how much you can shed on this, but if you can shed a little bit, just the process of how you found out you were going to be the manager this year, and and how that process kind of went along when Seattle said, "Hey, we want you to just step up and become a manager versus a hitting coach." Yeah, no, um, it, it, it's something that I that I, I had been interested in, and um, that I have had discussions about with, amongst many of my peers and. Um, coordinators and, you know, and so it's, it's, it's been something that I've, I've been able to, to talk about and prepare for. And, um, 
this off season when it was time to, uh, you know, secure our positions for the 2020 season. Uh, Andy called me and, you know, put it at me and let me know if it's something that I'm interested in, then we could get rolling with it. And I said, let's do it. And, you know, couldn't be more excited about it. Definitely, um, I'm happy to have the opportunity. Eric, this is Dominic again from the Power. I'm going to shoot you one more question here. Um, with this being a couple of seasons now in the Seattle Mariners organization, throughout those years, what's been the progression of the organization, you know, through, you know, you were with Everett, now with West Virginia, and kind of seeing these guys that you've seen in the past kind of move on up to double and triple A. What's been that entire progression throughout the organization for the past couple of seasons? Well, it's, it's, it's been exciting to see how much young talent that, uh, we have as an organization. Um, we, we, we've been able to infuse our farm system with, with so many good players. And, you know, there's, there's guys that I was, you know, just fortunate to work with just two years ago when I was in Arizona that are already often doing better things and still having success. So you, you could see, you could see the growth and the development, um, in our system and with our players. And, you know, we've really done a good job of, passing the player on to the next level seamlessly. I mean, it's, it's, the success is shown, and the guys have been able to be consistent and getting better, which is uh, all we could ask for. And um, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been, very, been very gratifying to be able to see some of the, these guys keep working and uh, still have success you know, at all levels. So I think it did a real good job uh, with the Mariners with that, and it's been evident since I've been here for sure. And a huge thanks to power manager Eric Ferris for taking time out of his preparations to share his thoughts with the media. And thanks to all those who called into the conference call with questions. We cannot wait for the 2020 season to unfold. And as you just heard from Eric Ferris himself, this season is going to be one you won't want to miss. We'll see you opening day at Appalachian Power Park as the power takes on the Hickory Crawdads on Thursday evening, April 9th at 7.05 p.m. Until then, thanks for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 1 of Expanding the Grid.